0: Andrew Pitkin here on Monday's update program on KNEM KNMO Nevada as we're talking with Jeff Snyder of the Osage Prairie YMCA. And Jeff, thanks for coming on in. Well, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So. Uh, We get right into things here. Um, You know, how how have things been going in general? Obviously, the reopening process started um, a couple weeks ago at this point.
1: Yeah, honestly, um, it's going well. Uh, I think what we're seeing uh, across the community is really what we anticipated. Uh, You had a a group of people that are kind of ready to get back into what the old normal was. You've got a group of people that are still waiting for what that new normal is going to look like. Um, So so we've been... um, you know, kind of as we made our reopening plan, uh, we plan to do things in phases. Uh, this first phase where we're allowing people to come in so we can make sure we're maintaining that social distancing is it's really been pretty effortless. We appreciate the member support on this and understanding as we, as we work in uh, work through it, uh, you know, and it's it, one of the things that, that I continue to communicate to to our members and uh, the public is, you know, it, it's not just this virus that, that we're dealing with, you know, obviously, the virus is at is the concern of a lot of people. But you're also dealing with people's emotions. Uh, There's people that are angry. There's people that are um, upset. There's people that are scared. Um, You know, we've got a group of people that are mad that we're trying to get back into uh, opening and and normal. You've got a group of people that are mad that it's taken too long. Um, So, you know, you're trying to balance all those things. So There is quite a bit that goes into the decisions uh, that we're making. Obviously, we want to do our part to to keep our community safe and and healthy. Uh, But at the same time, you know, there's there's, that group that's ready to, to kind of get back into an old normal as you know as we knew it before this all started so but all in all we're doing well we're we're keeping track uh, in communication with our local health departments uh, what's going on at the state level the great thing for us being here in the midwest and as part of the YMCA is we got YMCA's across the country Um, so you know and we're actually kind of two weeks behind what some of the other major cities are doing so so we've got a great resource nationwide to, to fall back on and to lean on on how they're handling certain things uh, so a lot of the decisions that uh, we're making is actually um, kind of trial and error what some of the other YMCA's across the country have done and just trying to plug that into what makes sense for us here locally so but I would say it's been great the public's been very supportive and, and certainly our membership base as well.
0: Over the first couple of weeks what have been a uh, maybe one or two things that have been surprising uh, to you in in you, you didn't expect um, you didn't expect a couple challenges to come up that you've seen
1: um, challenges really oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, honestly, I, and I think that just gets back to kind of the point I just made. I mean, we've been very good and very fortunate because we've anticipated a lot of the challenges and, and we've been able to prepare for those just from learning from other other communities that have had WISE and, and you know, in the work that we do. Um, but uh, what I think has been phenomenal, honestly, is just uh, how the community has come together. Um, I, I know the, the city manager has organized community calls and uh, that we've had weekly that we're all on and everybody's in, in uh, contact with each other, um, all the, you know, kind of key players where the, you know, there's a lot of uh, traffic and foot traffic and public use uh, have all been in communication and that's been phenomenal. So credit to a lot of the community leaders that have come together to, to really help us anticipate a, a lot of what um, we've been able to really kind of overcome before it even became a challenge. So um, I, I think it's been great and this community has really kind of rallied around it and, and I'm just very appreciative of everybody that's uh, been involved. Um, It's made the decision making process for us pretty easy uh, on what we need to do to to kind of help support and,
0: and play our role. In what you released, you said there'd be three different phases. So which phase are you currently in?
1: Yeah, we're still really in that phase one. And and honestly, I mean, what's dictating the phases is the community response. Um, What we had sent out kind of of coincided with our opening and our reopening. Uh, We sent out a survey to our membership base and and the public to to ask what their level of readiness is. Um, We were prepared for... Um, hey, we're, we're going to get flooded or we're prepared for that. Oh, there's, you know, everybody's a little st- still uncertain. Um, and we've just really kind of we've kind of hovered right in that happy medium. Um, so there really is no rush for us to to get back to what normal is. Now, unfortunately, like most small businesses, we have taken a financial hit. Um, so to, to be able to operate the way we operated when you know this all started is I mean, it's just out of the question at this point. So we're going to have to kind of reintroduce um, and, and be very strong. Strategic when it comes to our own fiscal responsibilities to, to make sure that we are operating and able to manage what we are doing so again that's where if there's any members out there listening I you know please be patient with us because uh, we are just kind of number one seeing what the community readiness is uh, but at the same time you know know that we've got to be smart with our own finances uh, moving forward and and again the majority of our members stayed with us through this whole thing even though we were closed uh, we were asking we were sending out emails to ask them to please stay with us because we are doing some other important work that I know we're going to talk about here coming up um, as far as feeding kids and providing childcare and some of those essential things that needed to happen. Uh, so really, we kind of transitioned to that facility use of a, a fitness center into some more cause driven type work. And uh, the fact that our members, the majority of them stayed with us, um, that that just speaks volume to uh, the community that we have here and, and their support to, has allowed us to do these things. And now as we transition back into that facility. Use we've we've got to be pretty smart with what uh, we're doing because uh, obviously there's a lot of costs um, that comes into it to running a pool to running a, a day camp and, and to running these things that we just got to be smart so we're asking people to be patient with us we're currently in that phase one um, I'm probably gonna you know what we had been doing was ten people. At a time, I had found uh, what I really wanted to see is kind of what did that look like? Uh, there was no magic in the number 10. I think we're able to maintain the social distancing that we're expected if we can increase those numbers. So I would say, you know, we may increase that to, to, to 15 12 to 15 people now uh, moving forward because i think the space is um allows us to do that we've got a big enough facility to do it we're looking the next phase for us would probably be uh, considering opening the child watch back up to where uh, members with kids can come back in um opening the gymnasium back up now that our child care has shifted into our 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 summer day camp um you know it's uh we were reserving that space for our licensed uh, temporary daycare for this emergency childcare services. So, so now there's a lot of those things kind of behind the scenes that allows us as we transition into our normal operations and programs, we can start opening some things back up. Uh, probably the very last phase for us um, really was always intended to be kind of our pool area. Um, you, you talk about a higher cost, lower use area that that's one that uh, we have to be very smart when it comes to when we open that up and, and, And and how does it actually look like? uh, You know, the social distancing look like in a pool. That's a that's a tough. There really is no guidelines. You know, that nobody's really had to think of these things before. So again, we're leaning on a lot of YMCA's across the country to see how they're doing those um, as we get back into it. But uh, now that we do know that our um, local outdoor community pool has decided to remain closed for uh, the season obviously that puts a little bit more pressure on us to uh, to make the adjustments and, and try to expedite that as quickly as we poss- as we can because i mean there are a lot of people you know when people think of swimming pools it's not just kids going in recreational play i mean there's a lot of therapy and 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 health benefits to a lot of people um that are dependent on that pool so um that's certainly something that's uh, in front of our minds when it comes to uh when and and how quickly we do these things. So, so now that we know that basically it's going to be the only option for a lot of people, um, that we are trying to expedite that process a little bit more.
0: What changes will be made to your food program in the, coming days or or weeks. So I tell you that food program,
1: that's been so well received and, you know, credits to uh, everybody that's been involved in the food service. I I know the school district played a huge role in that. Um, You know, once uh, the school year was shut down at the state level uh, for them to step, I mean, that seemed to be an immediate need and you were seeing that nationwide again on the East coast and West coast. that were a couple weeks ahead of us. I mean, that allowed us to really anticipate one of those challenges that I was speaking of ahead of time. Uh, um, so to the fact that the school and, and us as the YMCA were able to jump on that so quickly, um, you know, between the two of us, it seems like we're serving about a thousand kids a day. Um, and uh, so that is... That's pretty significant. And uh, with uh, the USDA and their programs that they have that allows us to serve these meals, um, you know, they've been very uh, gracious. Um, They've put some waivers in place to make it a little bit more, oh, I'd say convenient uh, for lack of better words, really. But um, the convenience of being able to get these meals to the kids under normal regulations uh, wouldn't be as convenient as it is now. And primarily that's because they're not wanting people to congregate, keeping their social distancing, uh, reducing seeing the the amount people are out and the the risk they have to contracting any virus and and things like that. So what we are actually transitioning to, and we've started it this week, um, is that uh, we are going, with our service days, is going to be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, Now, with those Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're actually serving seven days' worth of meals. So on Mondays, somebody can, uh, you know, they'll be able to pick up a meal that actually has Monday's and Wednesday's meals, or I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday's meals. On Wednesday, they're going to pick up Wednesdays. Thursday meals. And on Friday, they're going to pick up Friday through Sunday meals. So we're actually now transitioning to seven days a week. We were doing five, uh, but through some of the programs, uh, we were able to kind of find a way to to make sure that we can do more uh, to to get these meals to kids. Um, And what you're also going to expect is that at the end of the school year, the school is actually going to transition out of um, their food service and and the YMCA is prepared to step up and uh, fill any kind of gaps that may be left. Uh, We've, we're on some calls this week, uh, talking to some other community partners to make sure, um, that all those gaps are going to be filled. So, uh, I don't have the exact locations out yet, but, uh, Memorial day week, uh, we intend anticipate to be able to, um, know exactly where those meals can be picked up uh, so that way there is no uh, disruption in the service that people have become dependent on. Um, So, But right now what I can say is we're going to go to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday pickup and each of those days you're going to pick up multiple days worth of meals um, to make it a little more convenient to uh, the participants uh, that are coming to get the meals and then also our staff and volunteers that are preparing these meals. Um, It just makes it a quite a bit more efficient process. And I'm also super excited to To um, kind of announce that uh, Woods Supermarket here in town uh, has really stepped up to make it even more efficient for us and and helping us reduce some of our costs and improve our efficiencies. So I would say Woods Supermarket has been an extremely important part of this uh, process for us. And um, what we do know is the USDA on Friday, uh, they did announce that those waivers that I was speaking of to where people can do the grab and go have been extended all the way through August 31st. Initially, it was June 30th, but we just found out at the end of last week that we're going to be able to do this all summer long so people can get used to it, continue to stay in the same routine. It helps an organization like the YMCA and your local supermarket at Woods um, working together uh, to make this happen and serving our kids. So we're super excited. About what's to come with that, and there will be more details. Um, and you can follow us on the social media certainly, and uh, we'll be able to, to kind of blanket social media with all of our community partners. So all of our families and kids that are connected to one of those outlets is going to be able to know what the dates and times for everything is going to be. So we're excited about that one. That's a big, big opportunity for us as a Y uh, to serve our community and let people know
0: we're we're more than just a, a fitness center out there. And you're currently shifting into uh, a, a more normal uh, childcare care uh, setup, what what some folks might be a little bit more used to. Um, and then also summer camps coming up, if you could kind of uh, answer those in one here as we go.
1: Yeah, no problem. So, you know, one of the other pieces that we identified early when the, uh, you know, the COVID-19 uh, kind of started shutting things down was what are people going to do for childcare? Um, where are they going to send their kids? Um, and you know, with the school district, uh, being in the position that they had to be in that, to close down that left very few options. So again, we, as the YMCA, knowing what uh, communities across the country were already experiencing, uh, that were a little ahead of us in, in that curve. Um, we, we jumped on that right away, worked with our state uh, partners uh, to make sure that we had a temporary license in place to be able to handle that and serve our community um, in that way. And, and you know, we had a handful of families that were able to take advantage of that. At the same time, you see, you know, there's a lot of people, as I mentioned before, were scared. Um, so. Uh, the numbers it weren't, you know, it's not like we were busting at the seams, but, uh, I know for those families that were a part of it, it was an extremely important, uh, part to, so they can continue to go to work and, uh, make a living and know that their kids had a safe place to go. So what we obviously are doing now is the normal school year is approaching, um, is transitioning into what our normal, um, summer day camp, Campo Sage summer day camp that is, you know, has been, uh, the day camp for 20 plus years in, uh, Nevada. And, uh, so we are transitioning and that getting back into, uh, kind of what people have expected over the last few years. Uh, it's a Monday through Friday. Uh, you're, drop-off, 5.30 pickup. With these food programs, we're serving kids breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack throughout the day, so the kids are going to be well-fed. We've got a lot of great things uh, in place. Uh, We focus so much on the STEM components. Um, so to where, especially now it's so important as kids have, have lost essentially a, you know, a fourth of their school year, um, you know, that learning loss is, is a big concern as kids are, are getting ready for the next school year. Are, are they going to be behind, um, are there things that, uh, that, uh, they forgot or, or whatnot. So we and try to incorporate so much uh, of the education component through STEM with hands on learning, uh, through all of our sessions. And we've got, uh, Um, some do-it-yourself kind of building where kids are going to be building uh, projects. Uh, We've got some Lego-type things, uh, all kinds of uh, rockets uh, again. Of course, we've got uh, our... Roller skating program and uh, the swimming pool that uh, the kids are going to be able to take advantage of, which is what people expect during the summertime. And of course, where we're located out there, so much green space, these kids are going to be outside 90% of the time. And we've always taken the approach that if uh, the kids aren't going home tired or dirty, uh, then we didn't do our job out there. So, um, but it's funny now, it, it, even we've got parents now that'll come like, my gosh, my kids, he's uh, passed out by eight o'clock, you know, and it's, <laughs> uh, and that's essentially what they're paying for. Um, um, so, um, and we, we love to hear that because at that point we know the kids are having fun and they're having a good time. So, um, the other kind of unique part to this is we've got a lot of teachers that we're looking for something to do, um, or teachers that are wanting to, to get into the teaching field. So pretty much every one of our counselors has some kind of educational background, um, that, uh, or our lead counselors anyways, that there's going to be so much more education, uh, put into our sessions. Um, but it's education where the kids don't re- even realize that they're learning. It's more hands-on. It's not book stuff. It's actually hands-on applied, applied sciences and so forth. So, they, so they're so they actually getting that education without even realizing they're doing it. So we found that that was very important. And of course, our collaboration and partnership, the, the public library here has been phenomenal. Uh, we're going to continue that reading program that we've done every year to where we're requiring all of our kids to be, in, you know, at least in the books for 30 minutes to an hour a day. Um, so that way, you know, as, as the new school year comes up, um, that we know that these kids have, have been in there, they're practicing their, their reading Um, so that way they continue to grow instead of like you say having some of that learning loss we um, that's something that we're trying to tackle and that's a big concern for a lot of families and parents and and so forth so we're extremely excited about all that and and again we couldn't do what we are doing without our members uh, them sticking with us and our volunteer support and our our staff has been amazing Um, and just the community all together we've been very pleased and very fortunate and feel very blessed uh, to be where we're at and serve the community that we do
0: Jeff, thank you very much for
1: your time. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you guys. Um, and, and certainly if, as more updates come up, I'd be willing to come back and, and share and and do whatever uh, whatever
0: it is to, to kind of get the word out on, on all the great work that's happening in our community. So thank you again. Absolutely. CEO of the Osage Prairie YMCA, Jeff Snyder, here on your update program on KNEM KNMO.